Welcome in, everybody. Michigan wins the national championship. How about it? 34 to 13. Jim Scarcelli, the former Wolverine, is here, Scar. It took 26, 27 years, but Michigan back in the winner's circle, and they are the national champs of college football. The last one standing. There they are. It's the maize and blue. Hey, Danny, I'm, I'm, I'm in shock over here, man. It's just uh... – it's hard to really. I'm just comprehending it because it's 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 going to be so impactful for these guys the rest of their life. The rest of their life, they're national champions. I played on some championship teams. This is going to be special for them because you'll you'll never forget it. It's what you always you'll, you're always going to have that that ring. It's always going to be part of a conversation of what they are. Fifteen and zero, fifteen straight games. That takes great coaching, that leadership from coaches, leadership from playing, no slip-ups. Or when there were, we found ways to win. But, uh, you know, it was, again, we, we didn't play perfect. We made some mistakes, but we were better than them. You know, and Denny, when you look at how, we, how it started, it looked like both teams had just played tough, emotional games, you know, 2,000 miles away because – and that's exactly what you had. Te you know, they had a tough one with Texas. We had a tough one at the Rose Bowl. So now you got to get emotionally ready to play another game and um, found a way to get it done. Yeah, this one will stay with you for the rest of your life. And you'll talk about each and every one of these games, every single play, every single player. You know that when there's 5, 10, 15, 20, 25-year reunions, they'll be coming back. I mean, this team will be canonized, and, you know, they deserve it. All the things that they had to go through this year, uh, Jim Harbaugh, what he did to turn this thing around in 2020, now to uh, get all, all the way and, and get up to the mountaintop. It's an amazing story, and I don't know, man. You know, Michigan came out so great in this game, but then, you know, they Washington came back in it, and then – a lot of people were moaning and groaning about the play calling and, you know, man, this one's going into the fourth quarter. And I, I get that, man. It looked like, uh, you know, you know, this one, it, the, the last, you know, seven or eight minutes after the scene was still interception or, or really after um, Michigan made it 27, 13, it looked really good. But man, prior to that, people were uh, were really freaking out, thinking, but because it was a close game, and Michigan, you know, had all their opportunities. But that's a lot of times you get into a championship fight, man. You, you know, you're not just going to blow the team off the field, and you know, everybody making great plays. It's you know, it's it's tough to get there, but they did it. And uh, I don't think people will remember about all the groaning and, and uh, stuff they were saying uh, in the third quarter about Michigan let this one slip away because they didn't let it slip away. They grabbed it, and you know they're the champs. Yeah, you know I, I had that as one of my one of the things I thought we had to do to win was that we would con have to be continue continue to be creatively unpredictable offensively, and that's what we've been doing all year. And we we kind of got back into that little that rut. Uh, you know, where Washington was, Washington was playing cover zero on, on our 30 yard line to stop us on that one third and short. But then, you know, the bottom, bottom, and then we, then when we opened it up with the, you know, Corn, Cornelius, we tried to though, on first down, Corn, uh, Cornelius Johnson dropped the ball right in his hands. But the big, you know, the big pass to Loveland though, that was when we, our coaches said, look, we got to throw it on first down. But Danny, these were the things that we did though. You know, we could say what we want about our offense. No turnovers, man. No turnovers by our offense, okay? And then we talked about stopping the run, stopping their running back. Danny, watching that game from a defensive perspective, a, guy, a defensive player, coach, like, it became like a seven-on-seven -seven game for our defense. I mean, they didn't even try to run the ball very much uh, as we as we continued. We didn't let them – they didn't score touchdowns, no bombs over our head. They did have some long passes. Some of it got called back. You know, we uh, there was the penalty. Um, we did tackle pretty good in space. I said that was something we had to do. I said we had to be good in the red zone, okay? And and we were pretty darn good in the red zone. Um, and we had to adjust. And this is the that was one of the first things I had in our notes. Defensively, they do so much stuff. They beat people with scheme formation shifting and all this stuff, which is which I I compliment the guy for doing that. Okay. 
and uh, and they fool a lot of people. But you know what? They did not fool Clinksdale and Minter and our guys. Now we had we had some blown coverages today. We had some misalignments, and that was because of you got to give Washington credit for some of that stuff. But um, in the long run. You know, we did the majority of the things we said we had to do to win this football game. Yeah, and uh, they get into the fourth quarter, and there's a, a three and out. There was a, 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 a huge play that the refs, they call a, a holding call on their, on their right tackle. They have a 32-yard. Michigan did a really good job on Romeo Adunse. I mean, that guy's an excellent wide receiver, and he didn't have many cracks downfield. You watch Washington all year long. That guy was routinely beating up uh, defensive backs down the field. He didn't have too many of those big plays. Michigan's coverage, they did a really good job. Uh, on that particular one, there was a blown coverage, and then, you know, I don't know, it seemed like a little bit of a break Michigan got on that one. But right after that, that's when Michigan sees control, the big play to Colston Loveland and then Corum and, uh, and Wilson had a big catch on that drive. And, you know, they, they hit the upright, which was something these last two games, special teams, a little bit dicey, that kicking game, but to make it 27, 13, you know, there was a point where the way uh, Washington was punting the ball. I don't know uh, if they were low line drives or Michigan was a little bit spooked about their, um, punt return team and ability to catch the ball or inability. They're like telling them to get away. I mean, you could tell how, how uh, fragile that can be because it became one of those things that was a, was an issue. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was by design. If they work on that, Washington works on that line drive deal low or if the kid was just shanking them, but yeah. they were getting good breaks on it. Um, you know, and some of that might have been coaching. But I would, would, you know, real quickly on special teams, our our our, uh, our kicker was good on extra points, you know, and, and then we made two uh, two field goals, so you know that was good. But was what was frustrating was our our kick return. We started the game off, you know, on our 15 yard line twice uh, when we received kicks. I don't know what, um, you know what what that was all about with uh, Morgan in there, but. In general, we had good punt, punt coverage. Our punt return was okay, but special teams were not a huge factor. We definitely didn't didn't lose it here, but um, you know, it was uh, it was it was okay. It was good enough. Yeah, and you know, there were the, the third downs. I mean, Michigan got into this. Uh, what did you think, Scar? I mean, was, was there ever a point where you thought, "Oh man, they're really..." putting themselves in a situation where they're letting this one get away? Or did you think that this is just how championship games go? And, you know, you never felt like, um, you know, uh, Michigan was in any trouble. Did you feel like they were in any trouble? Oh, yeah, Danny. I've, I've never felt this game was in I mean, listen, Washington dropped balls. They had the kid in the flat wide. They had, they had a lot of opportunities. And, you know, they, they didn't exactly uh, – you know, make plays, what you have to do to win games. Um, but, um, you know, we, uh, you know, we get stopped on that fourth down, you know, Jim decided to go for it. And that led to that one drive, gave them momentum at the end of the half. Yeah. And, you know, they defended it, man. They, we ran the same route twice. I don't know what we were seeing, what our coaches were I don't seeing. Want to, all right, let me jump in there. So Michigan gets it down to the 38, and so they're not going to kick a field goal. They're not going to punt. So, you know, I think people understood going for it there and going for the juggler. You can almost put away, you know, make a huge statement in that game. But then Michigan called the timeout, which was big later on in the half. They could have had that in their back pocket. Why did Michigan call the timeout? Uh, I think he just thought he'd have more time, you know, time on that drive. You know, if we if if they do score, and then we we have a, a you know it would have extended the amount of time we had, and then you know Cornelius Johnson was very average today. He should have got out of bounds there at the end of the half. You remember that? Well, right, yeah, that was. Yeah, you know, so I think Jim was trying to you know let's let's maximize our time. That's thirty seconds that we saved, and not let them run it down to uh, you know nothing and, and then score a touchdown. So I, I understood what they were doing, but uh, yeah, we uh, you know we didn't uh, we didn't do a good job at the end of the half there. We yeah. Didn't good... I didn't think this game, like it wasn't in the bag, but you know, there was a, there was a part late in the third quarter where you're like, um, 
you know, Michigan's O of six on third down and they're just, you know, they're running the ball. They're like, I didn't think that they were just going to be able to tough it out on the ground and, 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 and protect a 20 to 13 game. And it kind of felt like that's what they were trying to do. But then JJ ran on third and eight. He went busting into the uh, secondary Michigan still had the punt, but that at least felt like it got him going a, a, a little bit. And it, it wasn't until that play to, to Loveland, Michigan's second uh, possession in the fourth quarter. Then they got it to Wilson. They did get, you know, I, I know Herb Street called it, you know, they got into a little bit of a rhythm there. And, you know, it was hard to argue with that. And then Corum had the touchdown run, you know, 27 to 13. I felt good at that point about Michigan's chances. And then, of course, uh, Sane Ristel coming up with the interception. That felt like it was over. That was the, the dagger, yeah. the nail in the coffin. You knew that the ball game was over there. But, you know, before that, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that was going on. Yeah, Danny, we're, we're at our best offensively when a team doesn't know if we're, what we're going to do on first down. If, 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 they, if they know we're just going to come out there and try to slam it on first down, let me just talk about some things I had on, on our offense. We, uh, we came out with two backs. Some you know, we had Bredesen in there leading. We had a nice little run that first drive. We hit Kojo on a short route. And then, you know, Denny, the big Donovan Edwards runs, I mean, I hate to say this, but, I mean, he ran that ball into nothing, and the Washington defense just lost track of where he was. They were not get that was as good of a run it was for Donovan. It was poor defense from their safety. Their safety committed without finding the ball, and, uh, and we made them pay. Donovan, our offense, made them pay for not finding the football. Look, look, we've had guys guilty of that, but it, it was a good drive to start the game. Uh, we had some play action in there because we had the run game going. But we, we, we had, in general, we had pretty good success with our power play. Corn uh, had, like, it, it, so the, the first Donovan Edwards run was they couldn't find it. There was a gap. They didn't find him, and, and it was a you know touchdown. The Corum big, the big run Corum had, was a misalignment on their defense. They were not lined up right. We gave them a formation. There was a huge gap. We made them pay mentally, okay? And, um, and, and you know, let me some some things about J.J. Our quarterback played better than their guy, okay? Their guy threw picks. Our guy uh, didn't throw a pick. We, we He secured the football. Uh, he, he made some good throws. And... Um, you know, I thought JJ was good. He, we, we, I oh, thought we'd I'll, see. I'll, I'll jump in. Hey, JJ's a championship quarterback. His record speaks for itself. If he wants to go to the NFL, he'll probably be a first round draft. He didn't play a very good game in this one. I know you, you mentioned that he didn't throw any interceptions. He did have that run. And uh, I'm not down on him at all. In fact, uh, uh, it's the opposite. But it's not like he went out there and you watched him and said, wow, man. If this is the first time you watch JJ McCarthy, you're not, you're not thinking, man, he missed a lot of passes and actually. You know, uh, it was a little bit like that against Alabama, but he did play better than Penix, who I, I don't know. I'll give it up to Jesse Minner. You know, Washington, what they do, they they whip the ball down the field and they get huge chunk yardage. They didn't get any of that. They had none of it. Now they had they had a lot of underneath stuff. Man, it was underneath all day long, and you know they the little screens and and you know taking what the defense would give you, but. Uh, would you rather have that or have these gigantic plays with the ball going over your head? Scar, I don't think the ball went over their head at all. And the, and the pass rush knocked him around. And finally, you know, he wasn't able to, you know, I'm surprised he was able to finish the game. I mean, he was, he was, he would have got a stand. If it was a boxing match, he would have got a, a, a technical knockout. They would have gave him the, put him in the corner and counted to eight. And they would have just ended it because he was glazed over the way Michigan was pounding. Danny, yeah. I think I, Minter had a different philosophy for this team than most of the teams we played. He, he was very timid with the pressure and the aggression. We didn't bring six guys very much, five guys. We, he was a four man rush, a little bit of five, you know. So there was, he, he took a different philosophy. I think he thought their run game was so weak that we could just, you know, let them, let, again, like I talked about all week, let them go up and down the field and, and they're not going to score touchdowns. So I think he's, his philosophy was bend, but don't break. And and it, it was really, it was, like I said, it was kind of like a seven on seven game, you know, where we, we, we really shut their run game down. They had some success with the screen. Uh, I was yelling at McGregor. He lost contain a couple of times. We lost contain. We weren't get, get uh, 
sound at times. I thought our secondary lit the ball outside. You know, our secondary was really stressed today because it's what they do. But one of the problems I thought we we lit the ball outside the defense. Our secondary did a, a couple times. We weren't forcing it back inside to uh, the rest of the defense. But then again, our, our defense did give us a stop, Danny. Fourth and seven on, a, on the 50-yard line. Our offense didn't do anything with it. I was upset with that. Uh, again, I talked about there was some coverage confusion with us. But a lot of the things that we did defensively, we needed to do to confuse Pennick in that offense. So there was a downside to it, like I said, and we had a few uh, mental break breakdowns. But I thought our edge guys were sound, uh, lost contain. I thought uh, I thought Harrell gave us good pressure. Uh, Stewart had a nice play on a screen. They, we got him stopped in there. Uh, McGregor did some decent things. Our inside two guys, Denny. Again, I told you they got to be st uh, stout for our defense to have a chick. There was no movement on on none of our guys. This was a better game for Kenny Grant because they, you know, he didn't get knocked off the ball against this team because no. they don't have Alabama type offensive linemen and they don't do the things Alabama does. But Kenny Grant had a nice pressure, nice sack. Mason Graham, in my opinion, was our most valuable player on defense. The kid was outstanding. He, made, he, he applied pressure. He created that the turnover that uh, Johnson had. Uh, he, he was great against the run. Uh, Jenkins was great, too. And 99 was sound in there. Um, but couple, you know, our linebackers were good. Hausman played uh, quite a bit. Uh, we had a chance to keep him boxed, and he lit it outside there. But, listen, our secondary was really, really challenged. I think uh, Clinksdale and Harbaugh, <coughs> Jay, Jay Harbaugh, you know, did it did a good job. There were there were some mistakes. You know, Santa Stroll had a had a missed tackle in there at times, but then he's and then I'm yelling at the end there, Denny. I'm like, it's fourth down, just drop the damn ball, you know. And then Santa Stroll takes it down to the 10, the eight, 10 yard line, whatever the hell it was, because it was fourth down. But yeah, our secondary was uh was definitely, definitely challenged, and uh, they stepped up to the challenge. Yeah, they sure did. Good point on the first play of the second half. Will Johnson's interception. Mason Graham collapsed that pocket. He was the MVP of the Rose Bowl. And uh, if they gave him the MVP defensively, probably they could give it to Sandra Stoller um, because of that pick. But, uh, you know, Graham, they could go right back to him. Uh, he was awesome uh, in this game. So, you know, from that part, uh, Sandra still had a big uh, tackle. I know he missed one, but he also had a nice one. Uh, in the first quarter where he was out there by himself and he was able to. Uh, I think there was a, a coverage breakdown there somewhere, maybe with uh, with Rod Moore. I, I think there was there was some confusion there. Rod yeah. Moore, I think, should have been helping him on that route. Yeah, I'll remember this game. It looked like Michigan with the, the Donovan Edwards runs and the way things were going, you know, getting up 17-3. to I thought they were going to run away with this one. Uh, Washington was able to get back into the game. And then, the, you know, the third quarter, uh, even though Michigan got that first play interception, they weren't really able to get anything going offensively, and it stayed a one-score game and a little bit of a stalemate until the fourth quarter when Michigan got that drive with Loveland, and they got Wilson, and then the quorum was able to get it in there, and that was it, that big drive, championship drive for them that came up. That was uh, Michigan's second drive in the fourth quarter to make it 27-13. That, uh, where you started feeling good, you could smell that championship, and that's where Michigan's at right now. They are the uh, the champions. Say it, Scar. Say it, Michigan Wolverines 2023 national champions. National champions, baby. Time to hang the big banner over there, man. But uh, what else do I got on offense? You know, Denny, I, I, I'm wondering if Jim and the and our offensive coaches, it, it, Jim said, listen, these guys aren't going to score a touchdown against that defense. Okay, as long as we don't let them throw it over our head, some of that might have been the confidence that uh, uh, Jim had in our defense, why we were so darn stubborn uh, with our with our, our play calling there. But um, anyway, red zone defense, man. You know, we were good. We kept them that the, the field goal down there. Um, you know, we we had we had some penalties, man. Page hits the guy out of bounds. Um, you know, again, I guess that's the downside of doing some things. I thought Harrell uh, had pressure too 
And uh, Harrell was a factor in Sanistro's pick. You got to take a close look at that play. Uh, he was right there. And, you know, Herb Street actually said something that made a little sense. <laughs> Very seldom do they. Uh, another, first of all, that idiot, uh, the other idiot up there, got to bring up the uh, Harbaugh and the, you know, people aren't going to respect it. Asked who was an idiot Fowler. So I just got to bring up that idiot because he's got to bring it in at the end. But um, we did a great deal of pressuring Denny while only bringing four guys. And that was one of the things Herb Street mentioned. We had, you know, we didn't put, we didn't get Penix on the ground, but we rushed him. We made him uncomfortable. And, and, you know, there was just enough where he just couldn't set his feet and get real comfortable back there. Yes, uh, you're right about that, man. Uh, Penix it was uh, a guy who you went into this game really worried about and uh, the ability for him to really deal. And he uh, did not look like like the, the, the sharpest QB. And you know, it's got a lot of credit that goes to uh, Michigan for being able to do that. Yeah, but guys weren't. You know, guys weren't wide open. They weren't really wide open against Texas either. They, the guys were making great catches against Texas. They just weren't weren't doing it against our guys. What else do I have on JJ? Uh, you know, we we I thought Danny. I thought the game plan. See, if I'm defending Michigan, if you start running JJ early in the game on the RPO stuff, we did it. Uh, we had after he had his big run to get us out of trouble. We ran him to the sideline. Remember that the very next play? Yeah. You know, that's right. I I would like to see Michigan run him a little earlier in the game so that the defense sees it early. They got to honor it early. I thought we'd see more JJ run uh early in the game. But uh we did get Orgy in there and we had success with it on one play. Um what do I got on um I thought we'd see the wheel route. We didn't. We didn't see it with Donovan, but uh, you know there was there was some good uh, good blocking by seventy three and eighty nine on uh, Donovan's uh, second touchdown. So Henderson did some. I tell you, the Washington nose guard. They had a kid in there that was good. <laughs> you know, they had some. They had nine six year guys there, and one of their nose guards. I, I forget what number he was, but he was tough and. Um, Tough to move, man. Yeah, well, uh, th this was uh, – there were some people you got into the third quarter that were like, uh, you know, what kind of championship game is this? Because, the, you know, you had the, the feeling out process there in the third quarter and some three and outs, and, you know, if people, you're not getting fireworks. And uh, this was one that was billed as, you know, two first-round QBs, and uh, you credit the defenses on on uh on each side for making the other quarterbacks uh each quarterback you know not looking like um you know the the greatest yeah, Danny, listen, I, I saw i watched the washington usc game and neither of them stopped each other it was like 49 42 at the end of the third quarter right and i just really thought we would put more points on washington um but i think i think to move the ball against them you just can't be stubborn but they're you know they're a well-coached team. Uh, they 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 knew what we wanted to do, and and uh, we got a little stubborn with it. And um, yeah, you know. well, you know that that's kind of Jim Harbaugh. I thought heading into this game that, and I said it a few times, if Michigan got up double figures, that you better just uh, there wasn't going to be a lot fan a lot going fancy. They were just going to keep running the ball, and they, they were just going to play to their defense, and that's a, a lot of what it was. And you know they they couldn't. You know, they couldn't go back and run it 56 times for 343 yards like they did against uh, Washington two years ago. But when you look at these numbers at the end, they sure did uh, run it an awful lot. Both Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum go over 100 yards in this one. And let's see, the, the, the tally, 38 carries for 303 yards for Michigan, 20 for 46 rushing for Washington, you know, Michigan did dominate statistically there, but it, that that's, uh, you know, Sharon Moore and Harbaugh over there thinking the same thing. Like, uh, you know, they wanted to, they wanted to just run this one ground and pound to victory, but they needed to 
open it up a little bit, hit some passes in the fourth quarter, and they did that. And you, you know, Danny, we I thought I thought we might see uh, six offensive linemen, and we did. There was uh, probably probably three, four, maybe five more plays, uh, and, and we did some decent things with it. Hinton was in there, and and, and uh, got some got some work. So um, yeah, that was good. And don't forget, Old Scar said, "You want a winner." Michigan was going to score more than 31.5 points. I said that earlier in the week, last week. Nice and job there, Scar. So that was a, that was a winner. But, uh, Danny, it's it's about, uh, you know, I'm just happy as heck for my team, my old teammate, and, uh, and there's so many Michigan guys on that staff, uh, former players, and, uh, and things that couldn't be better, man. You know, just uh, – if Jim went through some tough times. They were trying to run him out of town uh, not too long ago, man. And, and he, he hung in there and Ward Manuel hung in there with him. And, and Jim got the defense right. Three championships in a row. Uh, you know, got the offense right. Got the right coaches. We got guys that can coach now and guys that can recruit and guys that can scheme. And, and he didn't know Jim didn't always have that. When he first, uh, when he first, he he had guys that could coach or scheme, but they couldn't recruit. He had guys that could recruit, but they whatever. Our scheme was jacked up. <clears throat> he's got the right scheme on defense. He's got the right guys on offense, and he's got guys that can recruit. And Jim knows what the hell he's doing with the NIL, with the transfers. We're bringing in the right guys. We're not bringing in any cancer, any problems. We're bringing in just enough, just the right guys. So that's all about leadership, Danny. You know. You, people can say what they want, man. I'm, I'm just going to give you my opinion. You know, people, you, if you think you win ch uh, championships with the wing helmet, you're crazy. Okay. 100,000 people, Ann Arbor, U of M. No, you don't win championships because of that. You win championships always because of the leader, period. So people can say I'm full of it, but you got to have the right guy in charge, man. And our guy is, we got the right guy and he's making the right decisions. And I sure as hell hope, uh, Big Ward shows up with the checkbook, and we get Jim squared away. You're full of it. You're full of maize and blue. Speaking of teammates, one of ours is with us, and that is the senior editor of the Maize and Blue Review, Trevor McHugh, who was uh, watching this game uh, like all of us. Uh, welcome in, Trevor, to the championship postgame show. Man, we're here. Natty or bust? No bust. Natty, we did it. I don't want to take up too much time. You, you guys are phenomenal at what you do. I, I appreciate everything you guys have done for this this year, the post games, and obviously Scar with your film coverage and then things you've done midweek. I've been on this beat just for a couple of years. Like I've made the transition from fan to, to being able to cover this, and I'm so fortunate and lucky for this opportunity. I was 12 years old in 97 when Charles Woodson won a Heisman and Michigan won a national championship, and I had no idea <laughs> – that wasn't just going to keep happening, right? How spoiled would we would be? And Dennis, you've obviously been doing this for a long time. You've been on this beat scar, a, a former player. Like you said, I know you with close with Jim. This is for everyone, man. All, all the, all the former players, all, all the people who in the worst and lowest moments stuck with this program all the way through, man, you, you guys have earned this too. This is just what an incredible win for this team, Team 144, obviously. But that team, those players, Jim Harbaugh, this staff, they all knew they had the other 143 teams on their back and they brought them to a national championship. So, Scar, as a former player, I hope you're proud, man. And as a man who's contributed to our team, thank you. Thank you so much for the work you've done. Let's go party, boys. Hey, I'm just glad to be a part of it. We all, this team is no different than, you know, than, than any team anybody's on. And you, everybody plays their role. You guys do a great job with everything you talk about and cover and the recruiting. And, uh, and um, yeah, hey, man, I, you know, I, I remember when I was playing, there was a, there was a, uh, they got a, somebody painted a picture of an eye, a big eye. It's not my yeah. wall. <laughs> I didn't know. We didn't know what the hell it was. My, one of my crazy, my crazy position coach, Mylon Bulatich. It was him. It was his idea. So it was in the, it was in the defensive room. Everybody's wondering what the hell is that eye? What is that thing? And then he told us, that's all the former players. They got that eye. They're always looking at you. They mm -hmm. got the eye. So we always had that eye. In the defense, I don't know. I don't. I don't think Jim has an eye over there. 
<laughs> in my era, there was always the connection and the, the, the idea that you were playing for, you know, you're obviously Michigan, your teammates, but the guys from the past also. And that's something that uh, I like to hear that mentioned from these guys because I know it was a factor when I played. And that was a big change Jim made. You addressed it, right? Bringing in Mike Hart and Bellamy and these Michigan guys, not not only just bringing them in, but kind of letting them do their job, right? Taking your hands off and, and taking a little bit from everybody. So, look, I want to watch you guys. Hang on, Trevor. You keep, yeah. you know, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you something, though. You know, you, you guys really hammer it, you know, do a great job recruiting. But people got to understand this. When you're, when you're a coach, an assistant coach, and you go in a living room or you're talking to a kid at a high school, this, that, or whatever, but if you actually went to that school and you played in front of 100,000 and you lived that life for 10, 20, 30 years, however, however long you've been out, it it has an impact on the message you're selling to that kid. Yep. You know, I remember I got recruited um, by the guy at Michigan State. I mean, he was a former player. And, it, it, you know, I almost went there. And he was impactful because he had played there, you know, and it, it, it matters. So Jim understands that. and But those guys can coach, too. Yeah. You know, they're damn good coaches. And, um, yeah, man, it's uh, – we're happy guys, Big D. All of Michigan, baby. Yeah. I'm going to Trevor put that Michigan hat on. I thought he was the defensive coordinator for Washington for a second. I'm not, you know, I'm not hiding today. We're, we're decked out. I'm give not, me something. Give me the thing that stands out in this game. Like, what do you think will be the, the play that will um, be remembered the most out of the, the championship game tonight, Trevor? What are you going to go with? I don't – I mean, obviously right now the Sane are still interception and, and, and fighting for the 81-yard return because – you knew if you got into the red zone with Washington, you could score points, right? They they didn't get – they only got the three points out of the Will Johnson interception, right? So to, to be able to get up the field and finally put them away because on paper it felt like Michigan was dominating this game, right, and they just stayed around. But at the end of the day, it was just Michigan being committed to what got them here, right? They, they ran the ball. So, so good to see Donovan Edwards get two big runs. That's a guy it's just easy to root for. He was so candid during media days about some of his mental hangups he's had this year. But everybody on this team, Keon Saab made a missed tackle early in the game, comes back with a huge pass breakup. Saner still had a missed tackle, comes back with the interception, pass breakup of his own. Will Johnson with some PIs, comes back with some good coverage, right? Like everybody, JJ was off at times, makes the big throw to Loveland, who had a drop, catches the ball, gets a 40. Like everybody who made a mistake bounced back and made a play that helped win the game. So I don't know if there's one play that sticks out to me as much as just look defense winning championships, Michigan committing to the run and eventually paying off. And look, you may not have to get, we've talked about this all year. You may not get sacks, but pressure generate pressure, force mistakes, incompletions, turnovers. It was just, you, know, Trevor, you, you sound like a coach. Because you sound like a guy like me talking, because you, Denny always wants to get me to identify that one or those one or two guys. Yeah, no. And I'm always talking about no, man. It ain't never one or two guys. Uh, you know, it's the and you're right. It was a, it was a, it was. I mean, the the scheme defensively from the coaches was damn was darn good. The players they made a few mistakes, but in the long run, it was good enough. There wasn't one guy. I thought Graham was our MVP though. Yeah, Mason Graham's and, unreal. And same thing on on offense. You know, there was. There, you know, no one was perfect, but it was a, it was a, the pass game was enough. The run game was enough. The play calling wasn't perfect, but it was good enough. You know, it, it was no, no, no one guy was perfect, but collectively we're, we were good enough. Well, the, the real answer in, in Trevor, I'll give you bonus points. Cause you're right. There really wasn't. I mean, you could have said the uh, Blake Corum 12 yard run. Yeah. That put Michigan up 26-27 to 13, even though Turner banged the upright, which was a little bit scary there just for a second. But it was that drive. If yeah. you were going to ask somebody, you'd say, well, it wasn't one play, but there is one drive, and that was Loveland uh, for 41 yards. A couple quorum runs. Roman Wilson uh, for 12 yards, and then Corum two times. One for three yards, and then he punched it in. You know, that was really going to be – yeah, that, that gave us all a sigh of relief. Yeah. Hey, I thought you know. I thought JJ finally getting loose on those couple of runs too. That felt like something binding the offense kind of shook off too. And that, that kind of loosened them up a little bit. But look, last thing I'll say, they, they've talked about this no star defense the whole time. There's stars on that defense. Mason Graham's one going to be back next year. Kenneth Grant's one going to be back next year. Will Johnson, right? But it's a team effort. And I know you can say it's cheesy. You can say it's cliche, 
but it is. These guys count on each other. Even when they make mistakes, they're there. JJ, whoever, telling them, come back. We still need you. You're going to make a play. And they, and they seem to just always do it. You know, Cornelius Johnson drop, had a rough play. You know, but they make plays when they need to. And it's just an incredible team effort. Um, it, it feels like an era of sorts, the 21 and 22 and 23 coming to a close here. We don't know what the future holds, but you, you can't take this away. Don't let them. They're going to try. You, they can't take this away from you. The memories you've made, how you feel right now, they will never take this away from you. Don't let them, boys. So, hey, you, Trevor, you, hold on, Trevor. We've got um, the uh, – I'll call you in a little bit after this show. There's going to be another show after the postgame show, so I'll get a hold of you there. Of course, more on the Maize and Blue review in yeah. the next couple hours and obviously the next couple days. But we have Jerry Diorio on the line from down in Houston. Uh, <laughs> you can stay on, or I you can stay. I, on. I'm uh, gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go celebrate with my buddy. Who I all right, Trevor, go blue, baby. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Great to be a Michigan Wolverine. <laughs> there he is. Thanks to Trevor. That's Jerry Diorio live from from Houston. Jerry, we hear you loud and clear. You you just came in with the uh, scars drinking out of a pitcher here on the post game show. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> what a game. What a beautiful night. It was fantastic. The crowd was phenomenal. It was electric all night long. I mean, the noise was deafening. Um, just a great atmosphere. And, um, um, Danny, I think I told you this the other day. Offense sells tickets, but defense wins championships. And that was one stellar defensive performance by the University of Michigan. But a great job. That's hard to get uh, an old offensive guy to admit that. Jerry, Jerry, let me ask you: how, what, 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 Was it was there more of a Michigan presence inside there? Was were the Michigan fans louder? I want to say that uh, big time. So you know, I, I I was at the Rose Bowl last week, and I thought Michigan had a sixty-five thirty-five um, advantage as far as the fans were concerned, and then they took that uh, sky view, and it looked like it was pretty even. Uh, today, I gotta believe we have at, at least a 65 to, uh, 35 uh, 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 difference there. I mean, the, the crowd was unbelievable, and it was all Michigan. It was Michigan all up and down. I mean, the one section behind, I was actually sitting on the Washington side. Does that, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how, uh, that's how, how our presence was. I was actually sitting on the Washington side in the end zone, but on the Washington side. And, and when you look at the Washington side, there, there was a lot of maize. There was a lot of maize in the bleachers. So, yeah, it, it was a definite pro-Michigan crowd. Give us a little bit more of your observations, uh, Jerry. It looked like Michigan was going to uh, run away with this game the way Donovan Edwards hit that second TD on his, uh, uh, what, 41-yarder on the, the first possession, Michigan's second possession. He gets another TD, and this looked like it was going to be a, uh, a Michigan route uh, early on, but obviously Washington uh, was able to seize back a little bit of that momentum and make it a close game going into uh, halftime. What did you think? Well, I, I thought um, the first fourth down we had, I thought we should have set it up better on the third down, and I think we would have scored. And I think it, it would have been kind of a backbreaker at that point in time because at that point in time, I think it was 14-3. to three. Uh, We just got an interception. We came down, and we're sitting at uh, third and four, and then we threw a couple passes. Uh, I think if we were to run the ball on third down, set up a, a, a very manageable fourth down, fourth and one, fourth and two, I think we get it. And, and, and I don't think – they had a real hard time with our run game. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, Scar pointed it out to us on a text message um, that uh, we needed to do what Arizona State did to Washington on defense. And so I went back and I looked at that film a little bit. And what I saw was Washington had a real hard time making tackles where the hit occurred. In other words, yards after contact was huge for Arizona State, and I think you could say it was huge for us tonight. Both the Donovan Edwards runs were bottled up, but there were holes, and Donovan found them. Early in the game, the first play of the game, there was a huge hole, and I, I you know, Blake kind of missed it. He went the opposite way, but Donovan was able to hit 
you know, hit into the pile and navigate right to the hole and then hit it and exploit it and there he was gone. It was Donovan's night tonight. He was he was ready to go and um, you know, late late season Donovan came through again. Yeah, hey Jerry, you know, uh I I, I was just getting a flashback. You were showing a, Denny was showing a Denny was showing a picture of uh, some of the guys partying and celebrating. I have a memory of my last game as a Wolverine at the Fiesta Bowl, and we beat them. And Denny, the party lasted all night. We never slept. We never slept till we got on the plane the following day. So that's why I have a 5 p.m. plane tomorrow, Spark. <laughs> yeah. That's why I scheduled 5 p.m. tomorrow. That's uh, that's experience. I plan up all night. That's a great job, Jerry. How about a word on the defense? You know, now that it's over, Michigan allows 10.4 points per game this season. That is the fewest by a Big Ten team since 1997, who gave up 9.5. And obviously, both have something in common now, as they both won national championships. Uh, the, the fewest points allowed per season by a Big Ten team since 97, this 23-team bookends with national championships. Uh, what about the job the defense did tonight? Well, outstanding. outstanding. You know, I think you go down and, and what you saw Michigan do the last, uh, uh, you know, couple months, Penn State, Maryland, Ohio, Ohio, um, Iowa, uh, Alabama, now Washington, those are very explosive offenses. Those were very explosive offenses. And look what Michigan did. I think you could put this defense up as one of the best, if not the best defense in the playoff era of college football. This defense was outstanding. It was dominating. It was um, flying around. There was nowhere to go. Um, I thought it was up then, but don't break early in, in the game. And it just seemed like Michigan, the defensive line played outstanding. They were, there was pressure. There was pressure. Um, um, the quarterback Penix missed a wide open receiver in the first half, and I think the reason was is because he was a little bit nervous. Yeah, you, know, you know, Jerry, Jerry, he he was running around a little bit, but you know, one of our uh, Collins here, blank name, talked about Penix being a system quarterback. But I mean, we took away their run game; they had no inside run. I mean, he had no help from a run game. You know, no, that, no, no that's game. what you want to do. You want to make them one-dimensional. Absolutely. And, and, again, I'm going back to the defensive line and the linebackers. Colson, uh, Barrett, uh, Michael Barrett, Colson, Graham, Grant, uh, Jenkins, um, uh, McGregor, uh, Stewart, uh, Harold. Uh, Goody, Goody played outstanding. Goody played an outstanding game. Uh, so there, there were some just outstanding individual efforts that led into a team victory in a national championship and gosh is it great god is it great to be in michigan over <laughs> say it jer so harbaugh is going to be up there with yost and Carr, and um what is it ooster band what's he saying danny what's jenkins saying uh, i don't I'm know but he's pretty happy <laughs> i can tell you that uh, he had a hell of a career uh, he was he was outstanding, you know. Again, they had we we took their run game away. Guys hey, Scott, like him hey, and Scott, Kenny. Hey Scott, hey Scott, let me ask you something. Do you think do you think Jimmy didn't sign because he knew it wasn't enough? Do, He's the best we, coach in college football. Wait, you, you you say your question again. I said I, I was being a little bit facetious there, Scott, because I know Jimmy wouldn't do that. But I'm saying he 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 hasn't signed his contract because I think he told not he knew he was going to win a national title and uh, it just ain't enough money yet. I'm just being facetious, <laughs> but he's the best coach in college football. Well, he's the top of the mountain of college football right now, and all of those names that you said, I would put him as the number one football coach in in Michigan history. I would put him number one. Uh, he was top five college football coach, and obviously he's hard to argue there. that, Danny. It's hard to argue. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, if you want to go back, to, we've got the scroll here. Michigan wins their their 12th national championship, and you start going through. And if somebody wanted to say, well, Fielding Yost won in 01, 02, 03, and 04, and 18. You know, those are a lot of championships. And then 47 and 48, I don't know, Fritz Chrysler and Oosterbahn kind of like they went from one to the other. I think they're, uh, you know, you can make an argument there, but. What a Harbaugh has done these last three years, and uh, I say culminate, at least we're sitting right now, with a national championship in this new era with everything that's going on, uh, I'll put him number one. Well, think about this, Danny. How hard is it? How much harder is it to win a Big Ten championship nowadays uh, than even when I played? I mean, when I played, we won a Big Ten championship. We didn't have to go to a championship game. And so now these kids and these, and these coaches – they not only have to win a Big Ten championship, they got to go re-win it in the conference championship game. And, 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 and 15 games, Danny, that's a tremendous amount of, of pounding on your body, uh, of concentration, of sacrifice and discipline. It's just a, a, an amazing feat what these guys have done and what the coaching staff has done. Just, just unbelievable. And, and Danny, it would be really hard to argue what you just said. Well, you know, uh, guys, you know, Danny, you know something, too, though, that you have to have as a what you need to have as a head football coach now in college football. Five years ago, you only had to be a good recruiter, good schemer, hire a good coach. Now you have to be masterful in the transfer, how you handle it. You've got to be masterful in the NIL, how you handle it, how how good a job you do in that department. So your job added two big factors now to your ability to compete. You know, you got you got to have all kinds of skills uh, to to be a successful head. And, and and Jim is beating those guys in all those areas now. All those little things matter. A good point, Jim Scarcelli, Jerry Diorio, both former Wolverines, and they are on the line here. Jerry is down in Houston. And after the game, Chris Jenkins was on the field. Scar said, hey, what is he saying? I was showing his emotional video. Let's pull up some of this audio and see if we can hear what Jenkins has to say here. We said it's just the beginning of the year, man. Those who stay, we came back for a reason. Those who stay will be champions. And look what happened. All that work everybody put in, no matter the doubters, the critics, the haters, whatever. No matter the adversity we face, this team from players to coaches to staff buckled down, man. And we became legends tonight. We done proved the whole world wrong. And I'm so proud of everybody, man. Thank you so much. Go Blue forever. I'm a missing man for life. Pretty, pretty happy. <laughs> you knew that was going to be pretty good there. There you're, uh, he is, Chris Jenkins from down on the field. Go ahead, Jerry. You're on. I, hey, listen, Denny, I got to go find an Uber real quick. Okay. But uh, I just want to say everybody's so blue and uh, God bless and what a great day. And uh, great to be a Michigan Wolverine. Hail to the victors. God bless y'all. All right, Der- Jerry. Take care. All right, brother. It's down on the field. I mean, you, you know, you get a – you go to a game and you are you are fired up. <laughs> You're part of that. You know, it just takes you to a different – it takes you to a different spot when you're there. It's just uh, the the energy of the crowd uh, afterwards. I mean, yeah. like uh, you're ready to you're ready to go crazy. I'm, I'm yeah. seeing somehow I, somehow I got a pretty good idea. Jerry will work his way into the team hotel for their party they got going on up there tonight. Somehow I I have faith that my old teammate will find a way to work himself in there. He he has a knack for doing those kind of things. Hey, he should be able to just go in there with one of his championship <laughs> rings and just go like this. There's my ticket right there, buddy. You Let's see tell, that ring right there? <laughs> tell Harbaugh to open up the doors. <laughs> I can't oh, say enough. Boy. Oh, Danny, I, 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 listen, man. Right? I, I, go ahead, Scar. Well. That reminded me of our old friend, John Gindia. His dad had a national championship ring, and he used to use that at Chrysler Arena at times. When he walked in, I don't have no ticket. I got one of these, man. They used to let him walk in. Well, you should let somebody walk in if they have a national championship <laughs> ring and let them go ahead. And uh, I'm just looking at 
videos and pictures from around the world of people running around with flags and uh, in the, it looked like a, a snowstorm. I don't know. Maybe that's here in Michigan. I haven't been outside in a minute. I thought it wasn't supposed to start snowing until five, but uh, yeah, I mean this when, when it's uh, it, it's, it's this many years and you know, you're, you're going to uh, over 25 years, 26 years, you know, you're going to celebrate like it's uh, 1997 and you know, for the people that have to go to work tomorrow, there's, you know, it's a tough one. You know, you're, you're sitting here and you get so fired up and then what are you supposed to do? Just say, okay, I'm going to sleep. I mean, you really, that's going to be a hard thing to do. Yeah. And you know, the Michigan fans are loyal. We went through some tough times and, um, and we've been tested, man. The fans have been tested. The followers have been tested just like these, these football teams. But now, now we got our program where we want it. And it's, it's just a matter in the, you know, the, 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 the battle of, of maintaining it, man, keeping that hunger, you know, but we, we got the great foundation. You got the right, Jim's got everything, man. He's got, we got the right strength coach. We got all, every, all those little things are in place. So the, the guy made history tonight, man. He's, he's going to be a legend. And uh, Danny, I'm, I'm going to wrap up my end over here and, and just say that, uh, you know, we're, we're, I'm just uh, glad to be a, a, another Michigan guy like everybody else. It's Michigan fans and we're, we're all everybody's happy. Everybody's fired up. Our guys did it with class. Uh, didn't play a perfect game, but uh, outplayed them, outcoached them, found a way to win, found a way to come back from Pasadena after a tough, emotional victory come back at seven in the morning and get ready and go to work again and then fly out a couple days later and uh, you know these guys will be champions national champions for life they deserve it and I'm damn proud of uh, the coaches and the players and to be able to wear my Michigan stuff baby so go blue that's my final thought Danny Great job, Scar. For everybody that's watching this, I'm going to put our podcast up on the Maize and Blue Review. I'm going to grab something to drink, and then I'm coming back for a little after show, after the postgame show. I don't know. That'll be about 20 minutes from right now. We'll be back here on the Maize and Blue Review. I'll pull out a championship hotline phone number if you want to call in. We'll get that going for you. So for Jim Scarcelli, I'm Dennis Fithian. Uh, this is the Michigan Championship postgame show. What did they end up? 15 and 0, Scar, huh? 34. That's a, nice, that's a nice number right there, baby. 34 to 13. The only undefeated team left, and it's uh, Michigan. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Go Blue. There he is. Jim Scar.